0: You're listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit HarvestBibleOnline.org. You know, we're believing God for good things, uh, really. Our church, and our kids, and our youth, and, and, and what's happening here, you know, as she said she wants to have this as the children's auditorium, that would be pretty amazing if this was going to be just for the children's auditorium. I have a little more plans here than that, but that's her idea, and obviously she holds a lot of power since we begin to do these things, but we'll see how that goes. Anyways, uh, that just means we're going to have, you know, a whole big, giant auditorium, a great youth room, and all that kind of stuff, too, but uh, we're believing for good stuff, Amen. And hey, I just felt like we needed to continue along the lines of freedom, and continue along the lines of uh, of uh, just really uh, sharing along these lines. And so now, kids, what is my goofy? I mean, not my goofy. What is my mystery word that I've got to incorporate into this nice message here? Oh. Okay. All right. Are you ready? If you have your Bibles, go to James chapter one. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the perfect law of liberty. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. I could just say it, then I'd be over it, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try to, I got to incorporate it in here and get it, get it in here. So, um, <laughs> that is two words. Thank you, Alan. Praise God. <clears throat> You know, I made a statement that we have been set free from some things and we've been set free to some things last Sunday. You know, we're set free from bondage. We're set free from guilt. We're set free from sin. We're set free uh, 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 from all the lies of the enemy. You know, the Bible says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom, you know, freedom, and what is, you know, thank God for our freedom for our nation, and thank God that, you know, we fought for the freedom that we have, and, and with that, we understand that, you know, the 4th of July, we all get fireworks, and we set things on fire, and do crazy things, but uh, uh, because we are celebrating, you know, the birthday of our nation, we're celebrating our freedom that when we became a nation, uh, 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 you know, and we got set free from Britain, you know, but that was a natural freedom. Isn't it an ama- and, and how many of us on our birthdays, we get excited? Now, as we get older, we don't really celebrate our birthdays as great as we <laughs> want to, uh, uh, you know, because it's like, okay. But, uh, you know, we celebrate the, uh, those things, and so we get excited about it. But man, I, I really, really, truly don't understand why people don't celebrate their spiritual birth, why they don't celebrate their spiritual lives. And why they don't remember and how awesome it is to know when you're born again. I mean, that's because that's when life began. When you got born again is when life began. That's when life began. And believe it or not, that if we understand how free we are spiritually, that's how much more we free we can be naturally. Amen. Because so many people put on a, a great facade They put on a lot of faces. They put on a lot of things on the outside and they walk around and act like they're free, but they're so bound up. They're so bound up. And then when somebody who truly is free is happy and full of joy, they're like, oh, they're putting it on. Do you ever have somebody come and say, well, I guess you have a right to be happy. And you're thinking to yourself, why would somebody say that to me? Well, nobody should be that happy. you just putting that You can't be that joyful. Now, that may not have happened to you because you have a sour face all the time. Okay, you just sad all day. You just mad all. The time. You just got this look on your face. See, with me, I got a short upper lip, so I'm always looks like I'm smiling. Okay, so I'm always looks like I'm smiling, going, and I and I do smile. I smile a lot. I'm happy. That's just my demeanor. I'm always happy. I really am. I mean, there's things, you know, you get that, but I'm usually always up, and I'm always upbeat, so I'm always usually full of life, you know? I mean, I was sitting in a camp meeting one time, just sitting there. I'm sitting in the reserve section with all the ministers. I'm sitting here. There's like 15,000 people, and I have a guy run up with overalls on, and he starts yelling at me for the way I'm dressed and how happy I am. And he's just yelling at me, and I'm looking at him going, okay, okay, I don't know what I did. I'm just sitting in a seat, (laughs) minding my own business. He said, well, you're just too happy. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, okay. But see here in James chapter 1 and verse 25, you know, he said this. But whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. And then in James chapter 2 and verse 12 it says, So speak ye and so do as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. How do you know that we have a law of liberty? You know, Romans chapter eight and verse two says that the, the, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. I never understood why people can't get happy about being born again. If you're not excited about your salvation, the problem is you haven't been fellowshipping with Jesus and you've been just keeping things, everything up in your head. Amen. You've been trying to figure things out up here. You've been trying to figure things out, trying to understand everything up in your head, trying to figure out how you can get along with everybody. How do I answer this question? How do I answer that question? And what happens is, is that you're allowing the culture and the things of the world to stop you from the liberty that you have in Christ. Amen? Go to Galatians chapter 5 if you would with me. Go to Galatians chapter 5. See, we've got a perfect law. We've got a perfect book. (laughs) Hallelujah. <laughs> now, we don't have a perfect life because <laughs> we're living it. But we've got a perfect God. We've got a perfect Lord. We've got something to celebrate about. We've got something to understand about our freedom in Christ that no matter what, you know, the, the last freedom that you have is your freedom of choice to be what you want to be. To not allow anybody else to dictate to how you're going to live your life And how what takes place that you determine whether you're going to be joyful or not. You know, we had a lot of things, you know, the kids like to jump and move around because you got to get kids a little tired to corral them. So you got to do things, okay? So you got to do stuff, you know, because you got to change every five minutes. You know, you know, it's it's a written rule that, you know, however old they are, that's how many minutes they can do it. So if they're five years old, that means they can only handle things for five minutes means you got to change every five minutes. Funny thing about it is when people get older, they regress. So you know, it's like, hey, you know, you you know. So then it's like, you know, you keep him for a little, and it's like, oh gosh. So yeah, but he's fifty. Yeah, you can only five or five minutes. You better change it because he's gonna go. He's gonna go to sleep on you. <laughs> All right, here in Galatians chapter 5, Galatians chapter 5, it says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. It's amazing how many people get so excited about God they get born again. They go, yes, this is so wonderful. Get filled with the Holy Ghost, have the life and the nature of God, all excited about God, and then they go to church, and they go to church for two or three years, and then they calm down. Because then they get settled in. And then they get dignified. And then they get in. Yes, and then they know how to be spiritual. (laughs) Hallelujah. You see, yes, you know, you got to continually stir up the gift of God. Paul told Timothy, he said, stir up the gift of God. When you get fearful, it's because you're not stirring up the gift of God. When you feel like you've been abandoned, you feel like you're alone, it's because you haven't stirred up the gift of God. Because God said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. He'd never do that. He's always going to be with you. He's gonna, you remember David? When David, when the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God was coming back to Israel. It was coming back. And so what did he do? He threw off his, his kingly thing and he's dancing and he's having a great. And what was his wife doing looking down at him oh, in such disdain? The king. why You're the king. What are you doing dancing like that? And what did David tell her? He said, you think that's something you wait to see. I will do something even more vain, more crazy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let God know. I'm going to let the whole world know. I am so excited. I'm going to get beside myself. See, we look at things and we see things, and then yet for the word of God we don't believe it because you did notice in our in our the first verse we talked about it's it doesn't say that you look to the perfect law of liberty in this really great thing. No, it says but you got to continue, you got to continue, you got to continue to stir yourself up, you got to continue to believe the word of God. And here's the thing, it takes faith. See, and that's what messes everybody else up because they want to look at facts, they want to look at these things out here, and they don't want to have faith. And then it also takes you to understand that this is truth. It doesn't change. This is absolute truth. We have a society right now that's trying to bring in humanism and all kinds, of, all kinds of crazy things and make you your own God. If it feels good, it's okay. There's no right and wrong. And it's goofy. Because a man left to himself will destroy himself. The Bible says a child left to himself will destroy himself says if you don't correct them, you don't talk to them, you don't do things with them, it's going to be as if you hated them. That's what the scriptures say. You don't reason, you don't do the, and so when you want to reason with all of these folks out here, i would say, well, if you don't condone my lifestyle, then you don't love me. That's a lie. Total lie. No. If you're a liar, if you're this, if you're that, we're not going to trust you. We're not going to lie, but we're going to love you. God loves you. God loves you and he lets you do what you want. See, the problem is, is that they're frustrated, their guilt, their shame, they want to put it off on you. They want to make you feel bad for how bad they are. See, because misery loves company. So I never let this. It's like, well, you, no, no, you can believe what you want, but I'm going to walk away happy. You're going to walk away depressed. You're going to walk away frustrated. People get mad at you all the time. You say, yeah, but I'm not going to let you are not going to rob me of my joy. You can tell me I'm wrong. All the way. you can tell me how you can tell me how much you hate me. You can tell me how wrong I am. You can tell me all kinds of things. But I'm going to be happy. <laughs> See, what well, doesn't that bother you? Not in the least. I serve one master and one Lord. Listen, I would never be. It would never make it in ministry if you let if you let what everybody else says about you or what everybody else does. Wow. Like I I tell you, you know, I've been lied about coast to coast. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, dude, doesn't that bother you? If somebody said you did this, you did that. No, you know, I just keep walking on. But notice what he said is, Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. Amen. And don't get entangled again with the yoke of my. Listen, folks, we cannot get entangled in all the affairs of life. Don't get caught up in arguing about this and about that and arguing about these things. The world's going to get worse. They're going to get ungodly. They're going to get more terrible. They're going to do more ungodly things. They're going to get exalted. They're gonna get, you're going to see more trash. You're going to see more things. That's what the Bible says. It says gross darkness is going to cover the people. Gross darkness. We're pretty close to that. But I got good news. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Let's get our let's set our sights on the word of God. Let's live our life. Let's show what we're doing. Because we're not living in Egypt. We're not living in the world. We're living in the land of Goshen. We're living in the land of blessing. We're living in the land of a God. And in the midst of this, God's gonna do it. God's given us freedom. Now we want to have a voice, we wanna, but we've got to just speak truth. If they don't like it, that's fine. God's gotta open their eyes. See, the God of this world has blinded their eyes. Amen? We, we, we've got to take hold, amen? See, because if you, you know, go into the 13th verse of Galatians chapter 5, he says, you know, he says, brethren, you've been called unto liberty. Only use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Let's just help the body of Christ. Let's serve one another. Let's understand that we've been called to liberty. We've been called to freedom, and we have the freedom not to be offended. Amen? We have the freedom to live a life of joy. We have the freedom to live a life of peace. Let me just share something with you. The world cannot withstand the love of God. They can get mad at you and say, well, you don't love me if you don't, you don't let me do what I want to do. I say, no. I love my child, but I'm not going to let him run out in the street. I love my child. I'm not going to let him drink bleach. I'm not going to let him eat this. I love my child. I'm not going to let him sit down and, and stick his hand in the sugar bowl. Sorry, why? Because I know a little more than my child. Amen. Amen. We look at these things. It's like, no. Here is what we're going to do. We're going to, you know, I used to tell my kids all the time, "Listen, I only got you for eighteen years. Now you got them forever." But used to be that's what I thought. But (laughs) it's like you got them for eighteen years. But hallelujah. Anyways. So I got to shoot you as straight as I can. Your, your arrow's in my quiver, the Bible says. So I want to shoot you as straight as I can. I want to get you on the right path. So when I shoot you, the, so that after that, then it's, then it's you. Then it's all you. It's always amazing to me, kids that are 30, you know, and 30, they say, Well, this is the way I was. I say, wait a minute, a minute, you, you've been an adult for 12 years. You haven't had changed yet. The last 12 years, all your fault. See, you know, it's like, hey, how do we handle this? How do we deal with this? See, the Bible tells us that when we're free, but we're free not to judge. See, that's the problem. The world thinks you're judging them, but your very existence, your very existence judges the world, just like the very existence of the Jews judges everybody. Why do you think people just want to annihilate the Jews? Why, why can't they just get along? Because the very existence of the Jews says there is a God. The very existence of the Jews says that everybody else was wrong and they were right. So we got to wipe them out so, so that we don't have any right. The very existence of you being a Christian says there is a God. The very existence of your joy and your peace. People get really mad. They get so upset because you don't have a right to do that. But yes, you do. We have a right to be happy. We have a right for joyfulness. We have a right for peace. And people, we want to share that peace with them. We want to share that joy. Amen. And, and we're not upset that they want to do all the crazy things. Do we? we love them. We, hey, listen, I have compassion. I want to see you saved. It's like standing on the road saying, hey, the bridge is out of bed. You know, so, I don't care if the bridge is out. I'm going to drive 100 miles. Okay, we're well, going to go off. But that's not my fault. Did you know off? That's not my fault. I tried to warn you. And that's all we're trying to do is to say, hey, listen, Jesus is coming. We're trying to warn you of your life. See, sin hath pleasure for a season. And then it just messes them all up. Amen. In fact, go to to John's gospel, chapter 10. Hallelujah. If it sounds like I'm mad at you, I'm not. I'm happy. I'm trying to just stir you up. It's just, I, I just see things. And when I hear things and I see things in the body of Christ, people get caught up. And yet we should discuss. We should be able to discuss the scriptures. We should be able to share. But we don't discuss it publicly. We discuss it one another. We discuss things. It's amazing that the people just, you know, blah. They let their, their, their things go out there, you know, and just get it out there. And then the bad thing is, is that somebody will be sharing something with their congregation, and then somebody will take that, and then they'll they'll expose them to somebody else. It's amazing how many people argue, fuss, and fight. It's crazy. It is. We don't need that. We need to know, people need to know that Jesus... Hallelujah, it's coming back. And the Bible says that when we love one another and when we act like we love one another, hallelujah, the whole world will know that Jesus is Lord. So, uh, you know, it's, the only way you correct errors with truth, just preach truth. You don't have to name names. You don't have to do things. Just preach truth. Amen? See, God said that we have his life, his nature on the inside of us. Amen? We have that divine nature is what Peter said. So that we can know things, we can see things. Here in John chapter 10 and verse 10, which is a verse that we all know really well, because it says in the King James Version, it says, The thief comes not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Amen? Anything that steals, kills, and destroys is of the enemy. I mean, one of the greatest revelations I ever got when I was a little kid, it was just, it was so good. God is good and the devil is bad. And, and the greatest revelation I ever got is, is Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. And for some reason, I just knew that. And when I knew that, when I got a hold of that, I knew Jesus loved me. And see, when you know you're loved, it, it just changes your whole life. And it doesn't matter if people don't like you. It doesn't matter if people try to cheat. It doesn't matter if people try to do things, come against you, you know, and, 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 you know, attack. Because if you know you're loved by God and you know you're really loved by the Lord Jesus Christ, then you have security. Because you realize what the Bible says. Jesus said, the world hated me. The world's going to hate you. Amen. And nobody likes not to be loved. Nobody likes not to be liked. Nobody wants to be the last person picked. Amen? Nobody does. But this verse here says, the object of Jesus coming to the earth was so that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. One of the biggest revelations in my life too came really, really early in my life is that it came, is that Jesus didn't come to give me a bunch of do's and don'ts. And I grew up in a church of a bunch of do's and don'ts. Amen. He didn't come to give us a bunch of do's and don'ts. He came to give us life. And in that life, we want to serve him. We want to do it. And so there are things we don't do because we don't want to disappoint him. We don't want to cause problems with him. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to serve him. And there are things that we do because he asks us to do them because we want to do his will. And in doing his will, there's blessings. Hallelujah. There's peace. There's joy. That's where the freedom comes in. That's where the joy comes in. That's where we see God's incredible wonderful wonderful blessings upon our life. You know, it's like the Bible says that we've been set free from bondage, but we also have been set free to be slaves of righteousness. And aren't you glad that we get the wisdom of God? Oh, I'm so glad for the wisdom. I mean... I would like to think I was so smart. I'd like to think that, man, I just knew that everything was coming. But God just orchestrated our steps. God spoke to my heart. And, you know, Greg was uh, asking me for years and years and years to get TV equipment and do everything. Let's go online. Let's go online. I said, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. He just kept bugging me and kept bugging me. I said, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. But in 2019, the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, you're to do that. You're to do it now. And here's things you're going to do. Don't go, don't sign the, uh, an agreement. You're not going to sign up for five years of leasing this building. You're going to be moving. I didn't say, I just assumed he said moving. He said, just don't, you know, sometimes we add to what God says. <laughs> I know you guys never do. God said, buy all this stuff, tell everybody, let's get all this equipment. Let's do all this stuff. And then he said, don't sign a five-year agreement. Don't do that. So I totally knew, said, well, we're moving. That was just so I said that, you know, I think he even said the Lord said that. He didn't say that, but I said that (laughs) because I thought I was, I've been working on it for 20 some odd years to move, to get out of the God's will (sighs) (laughs) and being frustrated of why every deal would close and why I couldn't find anything. What's taking so long? And I know you're all perfect. You got God's will. You got your lives together. I'm a little slow sometimes, okay? But then we did this and we were two weeks ahead of all the deadlines and all the people not being able to get things and we were and God just super and God supernaturally supplied God supernaturally paid for it it was everything was paid for ahead of time and God just did it and boom things began and then God said you know God told me he said you don't go talk to our life. you send two of your, your boys. I said no you guys got to go do this it was, I, it was like and, in, and God did it all and then you all know in the middle of a pandemic in the middle of what God did you know and in you know May of 2021 we purchased this whole Facility seven point seven five acres. God turned it around. He gave it to us, and we, you know, we needed three weeks to come up with a million dollars, and we did. And uh, uh, he said, "How we do that, Pastor?" Who don't know? Board don't know. We still sit around and talk about that. (laughs) We have no idea, (laughs) but we did have it. We had one million eight thousand dollars. And gave away the million. We had eight thousand dollars. is all we had. And then God supernaturally has done things, and and God's really blessed. And it was just, it was just, and it looked like I was a genius, and I was liking it. But I couldn't take any credit at all. None, zero, zilch. It was just, I was just following, thinking I did the, you know, I thought I, and God just did it, because God. The divine nature, the spirit of God living on the inside of me. And kids, you need to understand, see, the enemy's always trying to lie to you about, am, am I smart enough? Am I good enough? Uh, are they going to like this, you know, are they going to like my, my clothes? Are they going to like who I am? Well, maybe I, I don't look the right part, or maybe I'm not this, or maybe I'm not that. But guess what? In Christ, you are everything, in Christ, you're beautiful. In Christ, you're strong. God accepts you. He loves you, and you just be the best you that you can be. That's what you got to take hold of How, of what God's because the devil always wants to tell you you're going to be defeated. He wants to tell you that he gets you in fear. He wants to always try to you're going to struggle your whole life. I never forget one of the most frustrating things in my life was my son Adam because in in second grade he was. My son Adam, was, was, he was the first, so we basically I experimented on him parenting, so that was tough, <laughs> okay? So I, 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 I give him grace. But anyways, he had a second grade teacher tell him that, well, listen, your whole life everything's going to be tough. You just can't learn. And so we struggled all the way up through high school. I mean, I graduated from the second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th, 11th, I, I graduated from all of those classes, doing his, helping him with his homework, you know? I mean, he didn't want to do, he just thought, okay, I can't do this, so he, you know, he took his homework and threw it down the, the return air at our house there and blew up my furnace. <laughs> I love him. I love him. I forgive him. <laughs> Anyways, but... Then he graduates from high school and, and decides to take two classes at Delta. And I'm thinking, you, you barely got out of high school. You need to go to get a trade school. We need to help you learn something. You can't go to... And he gets, and he gets straight A's. And he's like, I said, what? He goes, well, you know, I just said, I can do this. I said... <laughs> and, now you know it would have been nice if they'd have been like easy classes. He took accounting classes, math classes. Do you know how hard do you know how hard it was to get him through geometry? I had flashbacks. Okay, it was just like, come on. I love you, Adam. I know you're watching right now. I love you, man. You're awesome. But all of a sudden, he said, "I just said I could do it." <laughs> Why, why? Why couldn't you have said you did this in the third grade? I can tell him you, you can do it. You can do it. But you have to know you can do it. And I didn't find this out till later. He didn't tell us till way later on in life that that's what happened. You know, uh, and so it was really frustrating to find that out. But see, that's what happens to people because people say things or do things. But also, he found out what God was speaking to his life and what God was saying to him. You know, hallelujah. You know, you see, many times we think, yeah, but let's look back over our lives too. Many times what happens to us is that we have a tendency to think about, well, I've missed out on all this. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Or I could have, you know, hindsight's always 20, 20 It's always like, man, we could have seen, man, if I'd have done this path, what would have happened if I'd have done that? But you know what? Your life is where you're at right now and your life can be more abundantly right now than it's ever been your life can be better now than it's ever been it's, it's being able to take what God says and do this and because Jesus wants to give us this life I like something that Rick Renner said about John ten ten, he, and when he got down to it he said this about what Jesus said He said, and he wrote this as an interpreting, looking at all the Greek words He said, Jesus said, but I've came that they might have and keep and constantly retain a vitality, a gusto, a vigor, and a zest for living that springs up from deep down inside. I come or I came that they might embrace this unrivaled, unequaled, matchless, incomparable, richly loaded and overflowing life to the ultimate maximum. And that's talking about the Jesus that Jesus said, I have come to, you know, to give you life and life more abundantly. All those words. And so that's the expanded. And it just means that we've got this life. We've got the life and the nature on the inside. Because greater is he that is in us than, than he that is in the world. Amen? You know we, we see these things. We see what it is. And when it says that we might have, that we might have, that we have, it's, it's a life filled with vitality. It's a life filled with joy. It doesn't mean that we don't have set, but it doesn't mean that we don't have tragedies. It doesn't mean that we, we don't have loss. It simply means that with God, hallelujah, he turns that tragedy into triumph. He turns that loss, hallelujah, into gain. He stirs it up because we look up and we're still looking at the, at the prize that's set before us. Amen. We're still looking at these things. We're still seeing these things. We're still taking force. So you've got to begin to speak forth the life that God has on the inside of you. Yes, we've been called to look into the perfect law of liberty, which is right here. And we're not supposed to go back into bondage under all the things that everybody else is saying. Aren't you glad that he whom the sun sets free is free indeed? Hallelujah. You know? I mean, she gave me a really tough word, and I've been trying to figure out in the back of my mind how to bring this wonderful thing into this, but, uh, you know, and all I can think about is the song that uh, James Cagney sang, you know, and about I'm a Yankee doodle dandy, you know, a real live, you know, nephew of my Uncle Sam, and so born on the 4th of July kind of thing, but uh, one of the things about it is is that we live in a country that we should be proud of. But we should be prouder of our spiritual country. We should be prouder of our Lord Jesus Christ. We really should be, you know. And uh, I thank God. I thank God, you know, that I was born in America. I thank God for that. I really do because that I'm here because of the rights that we have, the privileges we have. It's amazing that we can look and see and know and be here this morning and to be together. And, and, and be blessed, whereas we're not, we're not looking uh, over our shoulders to have to see if somebody's following us. We've got the Word of God. you know there's countries in the world that, that they're sharing pieces of paper, still sharing pieces of paper of the Bible, and, the, and it's such a precious, precious thing, you know, And yet all of us have at least two or three in our in our houses. I mean, I've got probably 30 or 40. You know, different ones of it are just things that are here. But when we let the life of God liberate us, and first of all, we've got to look into the perfect law of liberty and we've got to continue therein to find out the rights and the privileges and the promises of God. And don't let anybody put you into bondage because you're believing God. Don't let anybody put you into bondage because you're speaking faith. Don't let anybody put you into bondage because you believe a truth from the word of God. Hallelujah. And when somebody says something, well, I, I've just found out now that I don't like this. You know, we got a lot of people who, they're, they're, they, you know, they grew up in church and they're, now they're denouncing Christ and everything else. You know, don't let what somebody else's failure mess you up. You know, I tell people all the time, well, just because it doesn't work for you, you know, it's because you don't believe it. And they want to say that they have, but they really don't. I said, I'm not going to stop, you know, doing what I'm doing because it does work. And the reason it works is because I believe it. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't work in the sense because, you know, I believe it because it works. No, it works because I believe. There's a big, big difference in that. Big, big difference. Because when it doesn't work, do you stop believing? See, no, you still believe the Word of God. The Word of God doesn't change my experiences, my things, they may change, they may do, but the word of God stays the same. And we look into the perfect law of liberty and we find out what is ours and what is what is our time frame right now. Yes, we're living in the last of the last days. We are seeing things fulfilled, we are seeing things come to pass. I mean, it is crazy right now, all of the of prophecy and all of the revelation things and all the things that are coming to pass and nations getting into place. It is so exciting, it is so wonderful. The word of God, hallelujah. I'm like F.F. Bosworth when he was about to die. He called all of his friends in. And for those of you who don't know F.F. Bosworth, he wrote Christ the Healer. But he brought everybody in, and he brought everybody there, and he began to preach to me. He said, guys, fellas, I've been living my whole life for this day. I'm going to get to see Jesus. I'm going to get to see my life. I'm going to die today. See, y'all got nervous because y'all want to stay here. I don't want to stay here. I want to bring back the king. I want to celebrate. I want to beat the snot out of the devil. I do. I want to, for everything he's done, and every, man, I want to have first crack. Hallelujah. That's just what it is. I am trying to bring back the king. I am trying to bring back the Lord Jesus Christ with everything within me because I know how great it's going to be, how wonderful it's going to be. No matter how, even on our great And most wonderful day that we've had here is not gonna compare to being in the presence of God, it is far better, it is so great. You see, no, 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 kids don't, kids don't, 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 don't fret. Don't, I used to think as a kid, I said, Oh, George, don't come, don't come, don't come. But see, I didn't know any better. But we get you get to grow up in heaven, and then you get to grow up back here, hallelujah, and rule and reign, and do that. I mean, it's gonna be awesome. So don't worry about that, you're going to have more fun, freedom, get to eat all you want, and never gain a pound, hallelujah, get to walk through walls, get to fly, are you kidding, you can't do that now, you can't fly without being in an airplane, you get to walk through walls, man, that's going to be awesome, first time you do that, you're going to be like, whoa, yes, <laughs> we're going to have so much fun, God's a creator, God, so you're like, "Well." Pastor, now you're a man. Imagin- no, that's what Jesus did. Jesus, I mean, the Bible says they came to get him and he just passed through them without them even being able to do anything. And, the Bible says, and then he was going, you know, I mean, I mean, you got old Philip how he's preaching to He's baptized in the Ethiopian and then the next moment he's 25 miles away in the city. God just whoosh, translated him over there. That's awesome. Get to travel at the speed of light. See, now, I haven't a great imagination. I do. I understand that. See, I'm thinking about all the fun things we get to do in heaven. Hallelujah. You know, we got to come back with the Lord Jesus and deal with all the people that are still here. That's not going to be the fun things. But we're all going to have a job. We're going to be able to work. Amen? All right, let me wind this thing up. Hallelujah. Let's let Yankee Doodle Dandy get to town, Okay. <laughs> 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 I heard this a long time ago too and we're gonna, we're gonna close on this is that if the devil can't steal your joy he can't steal your victory and so I've been bound and determined to never let the devil steal my joy and that joy is what I have on the inside of me. It's not what's happening around me. I, all of us have had tragedy. All of us have had loss. All of us don't understand. There's a lot of things that we may not understand. But thank God for the love of God. Thank God for the joy. Hallelujah. And this is what I wrote down. This is love's challenge. And I don't want to challenge you today. And this is love's challenge is this, is to let the life of God loose in you. Be happy with the Spirit of God in you. Be happy in your relationship with the Lord. And the only way you can be happy in your relationship with God is to have fellowship with Him. And, you know we're in relationship with a lot of relatives, but we never see them, so we don't get the joy of, of their present? See, the joy of relationship is fellowship. And so if your relationship with Christ is not where you want it to be, you've got to fellowship more with Him. Right. So you've got to turn around and let the life of God loose in you. Here's the here's second thing. Let the word of God loose in you. Man, this word is powerful. Let the word of God loose in you. That same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in you, it'll quicken your mortal body. It'll make you alive. Hallelujah. Stir it up. Men know that the powerhouse is in you. Know that the greater one lives within you, that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Glory to God. Draw up joy. Draw it all up there. Glory to God, because a man hath joy by the answer of his mouth. Begin to speak words of life. How to speak truth. Yeah, there's a big onslaught about attacking here. Everybody wants to just, yeah, but look at this, look at that. I know I hear all the trash all the time. You hear all the negativity all the time. We need to declare and to decree what God is doing. And don't let anybody rob you of your confession. Don't let anybody rob you of your life. So you can be defeated. Everybody else can be defeated and do with that. But you're not going to be defeated. Hallelujah. Because, you know, what the word of God says. God says we have already won. Let's look to where we're at, seated at the right hand of the Father. Amen? So we got to let the word of God loose in our lives. And here's the thing about it. Let's take hold of the name of Jesus. We've got a name that's above every name. In the New Testament, in the book of Acts, everywhere they went, they declared that name that's above every name. They said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I give, have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, uh, rise up and walk. And it's in that name. Remember, they were so afraid of that name. So afraid, the world's still afraid of that name. The world still gets really nervous. You can do anything else. In the, in the, you can talk, you can talk about God, the higher power. You can talk about all the other you know, religions of the world. But when you declare Jesus, It's like saying freedom. Now, now it's not a very good movie, but I like the movie, but it's very gory, so I wouldn't tell anybody why. But Braveheart, hallelujah, when the dude at the last, he's declaring at the end, and they're wondering, what do you mean? And he screams out freedom. It's like screaming out Jesus, because Jesus gives us freedom. He's the one who set us free, because here's what the Bible says. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. It's time for the church to be free. It's time for the church to be free. It's time for the church to be free. We, we got to get free. We got to get set free because we're bound up thinking how, that we got to solve the problems of the world. No, we don't have to solve any problems of the world. We got to give the world Jesus. We got to give the world the love of God. We've got to give the world the word of God. We got to live our lives in power and in grace and what God is saying to us and we got to bring back the king. We got to bring back the king. Hallelujah. Let's begin to do because time is short, but glory to God, we are going to have fire and the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Bow your heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you have given us freedom because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and you're changing us into your image and into your likeness. Oh, you're so good, Lord. You're so wonderful. Lord, I, I honor you and love you and praise you and thank you, Father, for every person that's here and every person that's watching right now. Lord, my heart, my heart, hallelujah, is to touch lives. My heart is to see the world saved, born again, see as many come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ to truly, truly, truly be born again and to walk in true freedom, true freedom. Father, we don't have to answer every question that comes. We just have to answer the questions in our heart. As Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior? Is there joy? Is there peace? Hallelujah. And if we live with that joy and peace and be able to share with everyone that asks a reason of the hope that's within us, hallelujah. Father, we just share the truths of the word of God. Lord, my heart is if there's anyone watching or there's anyone here that doesn't know you, they've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life or Father, they're here and they've fallen away from God. They've allowed the things of the world. They've allowed the thoughts of the world. They've allowed their own mind to, to beat them up and try to rationalize things away. But they know in their hearts that Jesus Christ is real and they need to rededicate their life. They need to come back and to know, I'm going to turn because they need to have a no-so salvation and they need to have the joy of their salvation. David said in the scriptures, he said, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Father, that 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 word just keeps coming out. Restore unto them the joy of your salvation. Restore, a restoration of joy of their salvation, of being excited about being saved again, being excited about being born again, being excited about being a child of God, being excited about having the spirit of the living God dwelling and living on the inside of them. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. And so if you're here and you don't know Jesus or you want to rededicate your life, just raise your hand. Let's pray. Let's get you. It's simply a prayer. You know what's so amazing is that God put us all on the same level field. He put us all in the area of faith, believing and trusting. Isn't it wonderful that you, when you don't know, you can trust God and that brings your peace. <laughs> Hallelujah. That God's bigger and smarter than you are. He's bigger than your brain. Father, thank you once again for all of these folks. Thank you, Father, for all those watching. Thank you for Harvest Bible Church. Oh, Lord God, you are such a great God. And Father, I thank you for the true freedom that you've given unto us. Thank you that we have a book of freedom in our hands called the Holy Bible. And it shows us how to truly be free. How not to be in bondage. Father, we won't want to be like the galatians who were being brought back and trying to live in the flesh again and trying to make things perfect again but father we've been set free (laughs) hallelujah hallelujah with your liberty and with your freedom so lord we just honor you for, for that and i thank you for it now thank you for these incredibly wonderful folks that are here i'm so blessed to be there pastor so blessed to be here lord thank you thank you thank you for it and it's in jesus wonderful name that i pray Amen and amen.